Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon in Miami. I got to hustle across town to make it a game three, Tone. So can we do this quickly? I am Tony Kornheiser. That's not quickly. I do my best. How's that? That's not quick. Is that working for you? How far away is the arena? Tony, How far it away may be arena? about four miles, but it may take an hour and a half. Miami traffic, traffic is as bad as anywhere. As bad yeah. as Houston, Atlanta, Washington, Chicago, New York, L.A. It's, it may yeah. be the worst. Why don't you rent a bike? Why don't you get one of those bike <laughs> yeah, things on your phone bike. and pedal over there? Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Rory McIlroy weighs in. Lionel Messi chooses Miami. And baseball cancels games due to smoke. But we begin today with tonight's Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Miami without Tyler Hero, who has been ruled out for tonight, will host Denver with the series tied 1-1. Game 3 may be pivotal. Wilbon, you have already publicly said that Miami will win this game, but which team needs this game more? They need it the same. I, you know, I don't buy into that whole notion that somebody needs it more. They're both playing for the same prize. And it's 1-1. So they both need it. And, Tony, you know, I think that Miami has an advantage I didn't count on seeing when the series started because I picked the Nuggets in six, and I'll stay with that. But as I told you on your podcast this morning, there's something about Miami, a toughness, a fight. Like, I, I feel I know Miami will brawl. Miami's a street fighter, and they're ready to go right now. They're ready to go. Denver may be ready to go, too, but I got to see it. I've seen it from Miami against the Knicks, against the Bucks, and against the Celtics, all were who were supposed yeah. to be more talented fighters. Denver's supposed to be more talented, too. I know that Miami hangs in there and will brawl with anybody. Will Denver do that? And I suspect Michael Malone thought of that, too. That was part of his criticism of his own team after not playing hard enough as he thought forward and tried to get them ready for this game three. Again, I'm not saying Denver's not ready to fight. I just right. have to see it. So I'm going to answer the question directly as it was posed. I think Denver needs to win this game more than Miami. I think Denver was a little bit shocked that at home where they had been undefeated in the playoffs, Miami beat them, and Denver had a 15-point lead in the second quarter of that game. I think possibly they have been further rattled, and I'll take advantage of you talking about Michael Malone, further rattled by their coach very publicly questioning their effort. Okay, right. so it, it feels to me like Malone thinks this is a critical game. It feels to me like Malone has pushed all his chips in the middle of the table and mm-hmm. that for him, this is the Alamo. So, and maybe, Mike, if Denver loses this game, maybe they do fold up. I think Miami should be favored in this game because it's a home game. They've been 6-2 and two at home so far. You know, they were in the finals a couple of years ago in the bubble, but they had no home games. None of no. that was, was at no, regular arenas. Matter. So this is the Venue first home game matter. in a final yeah. 
in a long time. And I would assume that the crowd would be very, very raucous for them. But I do think that Denver needs it more. I do. Tony, Tony, the Malone part, let's go back to that, because you and I both have zeroed in on that over the last few days. Do you think it's to the detriment, potentially, that he did that? Or do you think this is going to work positively for him? Because I think that's, like, as important as X's and O's and any strategic matchup issue going into this. You have to assume that a coach knows his team that everything he does and says publicly is because he knows the reaction that will take place. So I think it's very deliberate, and he believes what I believe, that this is a critical game. You know, South Florida is very laid back, sort of like Southern California, a lot before these big sporting events. It is not laid back here. This place is on fire about this game tonight. They got both. They got the Stanley Cup tomorrow night. Just South Florida is going nuts over these finals and final, and they should. Rory McIlroy said he wasn't, was not, looking forward to meeting with the media today, but he had plenty to say about the merger between the PGA Tour and the Saudis once he did. McIlroy told reporters that he's resigned to the deal, pointed out that it's between the PGA Tour and the Saudi Public Investment Fund, not the Live Tour specifically, and concluded that the future of the PGA Tour looks brighter as a whole. Tone, what's your reaction to what Rory said? Well, I watched it, and my immediate reaction was that Rory has taken a bite of the apple, and he's in. He's all in. Now, he was angry. He did say he was, it was his word, resigned to what was going on, to the fate of this. He said at one point he felt like a sacrificial lamb. He said he hates Liv, said, I still hate Liv. And he's very, very upset that certain players who joined Liv, for example, the Dustin Johnsons, the Brooks Kepkas, the Bryson DeChambos, the Patrick Reeds. He does not want them walking back into the PGA Tour, if it's indeed named the PGA Tour, without any penalty whatsoever. But he didn't stand up and say, Jay Monahan sold us down a river. In fact, he said he had confidence in Jay Monahan. So if the guy who Monahan stabbed in the back has confidence in him, then to me, that part of of the play is done. This act is over. Rory is the most important piece. He could have been angry at Monaghan. He did not say that. So I think we move on, and and this is the way it is now. Yeah, it is the way it is. I'm glad you got to that part, because to me, it's move on. I mean, Rory, Tony, Rory's reaction to me, I guess it was kind of predictable. I understand why he's personally hurt. He went the other way. He was leading the charge the other way until all of a sudden, abruptly, he wasn't, which leads me to think Rory knew stuff more than he's willing to let on. And he talked about well, he he back-channel conversations. He, 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 something he knew. Even if he wasn't told, he knew, in my opinion. And so I can't wait to see, and I'm going to remind you of this, because I told you when these stories were talked about ad nauseum at Augusta that it was overplayed junk, and I meant it. And I'm really going to mean it, and I'm going to underscore it and remind you when Rory's got his arm around Dustin Johnson walking down, you know, some uh, fairway or to the first tee somewhere, and he says he doesn't want these guys just walking back in for free. Well, what, what are they going to do, pay right. him? They're going to tie. Well, I don't believe to, any of that. That's just to bluster. Say, That's bluster. As, you, as people used to say, you know, you can hate the, hate the game. You don't have to hate the player. I'm the sure player. he's going to be friends yeah. with them. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Mike. What if a guy like Rory McIlroy, with 
Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas and people like that. What if they wanted to find out if they could start a tour on their own? What if they find, find out they could get some sponsorship? Because I think it's possible that a lot of the longtime PGA Tour sponsors are going to be uneasy about giving their money to Saudi Arabia, which in effect owns the tour at this point. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I wonder if they even wonder about it. And I don't know. I Tony, don't you know point. what? We you turn, know what? Go ahead. Tony, the one thing about this is that made sense that one of the PGA Tour guys, not a prominent guy, said yesterday, I don't even remember who it was. He said, you have to have a product where everybody's under one umbrella. I mean, you, you know, this is not, there are not so many great golfers, even though there seem to be more now than just about any other generation at one time, where you can have splinter groups. That's what this proved. If people are paying attention, that, that, that even live, you can't have people just go in their own direction and have it Wouldn't work I? for the benefit of the game of golf. And that goes for the you group may, of guys you just named, too. You may think that way. Yeah, but all revolutions start with splinter groups. Okay. All progress starts with a group of entrepreneurs breaking off to see what they can do. I'm not saying it will happen. Right. I'm saying I wonder if they think about it. We turn now to soccer, where Lionel Messi says he's coming to the United States. Messi has decided not to go to Saudi Arabia for all their money, nor back to Barcelona, where he had such great success, but to go instead to Inter-Miami of MLS. You think it's crowded now with hockey and basketball? Make room for this. Messi will reportedly get revenue sharing from Apple TV and Adidas. So, Wilbon, how significant is it for Inter-Miami and MLS to land Messi? Well, Tony, it's really significant here in Miami where, again, another story about professional sports has just got the place on fire. I understand that. I, I don't know how long that sustains, a year or two. Look, you and I, is it important for, like, is, is there going to be a national craze over Messi in Miami? No, not for very long, if there is. You and I were there when Beckham did this. It lasted for, what, about 10 months, maybe one season. He came to Washington. You and I were sitting there in attendance in the press conference when he came and he entertained the media for a while, and then it goes away. And you and I were there covering soccer. Yes, people who are watching. Yes, audience, PTI audience. Corners and Wilbond once covered soccer as beat writers in America, the old North American Soccer League. And Pelé came at the same age right. as Messi. And both were 35. past their glorious, right. glorious, glorious primes. And we saw Kinalia and Beckenbauer, and you and I saw Cruyff every home game. It's, it's okay for a while, and then it, it, it dies out. This is a very important point. We have seen this movie, you and I, many, many times. Yes. Canalia and Beckenbauer and Cruyff yes. and Thierry Henry and Rooney and Beckham and all of these people. They are attractions. They are not catalysts. When Pelé came to the New York Cosmos in the 70s with the North American Soccer League, a precursor of the MLS... Everybody said, oh, everyone's going to watch him. Kids are all going to play soccer. We're going to win the World Cup. We never won the World Cup. We never came close <laughs> to the World Cup. Kids, watch, kids played soccer, and then they went to the NFL to watch that. And, and people watched Pelé. They watched these stars. They're, they're well past their primes at this point. But it ultimately, Mike, on Sunday, everybody watches the Super Bowl. It's just, it's, yes. it's, it's nice for a I while. It's I a lovely I'm thing. I'm agreeing but with you, uh, but, but I'm doing this. Is messy, is it different? Your son no. and my son 
pay so no. much more attention to the daily drumbeat of world football than we thought, the, than we did or the previous generation? Is it, is it moving same, in a different way? No, maybe slightly, maybe incrementally. It's the same thing as Pelé, who everybody loved. It's just yeah. 50 years later. He's 35. He's going to play a year and a half. It's over. Yep. That's it. I mean, it's nice. Own the team. He's going to own the team, not big. play for the team. It, it'll right. be big in Miami for Miami. It will Let's be. Let's take a break. It Coming up, what kind of chance does your boy Novak Djokovic have against Carlos Alcaraz in tomorrow's French Open semi? And Oklahoma softball has won 51 straight, but are the Sooners vulnerable to Florida State? Matthew woke me up with a text this morning and then a phone call screaming about Messi. I'm like, dude. I'm trying to get some sleep here. Family. Go to bed. Like, it's too much screaming. Too much scream out loud moments. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona, part of Happy Hour. It's time for toss-up. Two men enter, one man leaves, finishes the show. Secretly wishes he was in Miami with Will Bond, but forcefully denies down. it to anyone who asks. I really would down. like to be there, actually. What's Get first? Toss-up. Who you got in Friday's French Open men's semi? Novak Djokovic or Carlos Alcaraz? Okay, so this, my answer is with my heart, not with my head. Because my head tells me it's going to be Djokovic. Because he is so experienced. Because he's getting near the end, and he probably see this as, as a valedictory in Paris because he knows how to get to a tiebreaker and he's 5-0 and in tiebreakers in this tournament. I understand Alcaraz is the number one seed. He's 20 years old. He's going to be a great, great player. But Djokovic is still a great, great player. Alcaraz has one major. Djokovic has 22, including one this year. So while I root for Alcaraz, Mike, I think it's going to be Djokovic. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Djokovic. I think the time is, is up, Tom. And it's, it's up for everybody. We went through this. I mean, we've gone through this for a couple of generations of players, but I think about it most with Sampras and Agassi and that group. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's time. And I realize Djokovic 
has had a greater career in terms of Grand Slams one than those guys oh, have, sure. all Hall of Famers, yeah. but it's time. And Alcarez is just a stud on every level. I think this is his coming out party time. It's his time. He's going to eclipse Djokovic. I'm not going to say, man, it's hard to put Federer and Djokovic in the same sentence, not to, and, and, and the doll. You got, I mean, you sort of got to group all three of them. Can't talk about one without yeah. the other two. But I just think that Alcaraz is going to start his march. How close he gets to them, God only knows. I have no idea. I think it starts now. It's next. Toss-up, who you got in the Women's College World Series that starts tonight? Florida State or Oklahoma? So I know absolutely nothing about this. Please take what I say with a grain of salt. But I do know that Oklahoma has won 51 games in a row. And I know they've won the last two national championships in a row. And I was told today that they played Florida State earlier in the year and they beat Florida State. So it's hard for me to believe that Florida State will take them down in this particular match. They have, this is good, all year long in the 51 straight, they've outscored opponents 420 to 49. That's like eight and a half runs a game, Mike. Yeah. In this tournament alone, they've outscored opponents 70 to 14. I'm not knocking Florida State. They went to the finals couple of years ago, and they lost to Oklahoma. I'm just saying o Oklahoma seems like the winner. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma does. You know, the, the, the interesting flap, and I've watched more of uh, the w softball World Series, the playoffs and all of that this year, because Northwestern was in it for a long time, Yeah, lost in the Super Regional, and I've paid more attention. And when you watch Oklahoma, you just shake your head. And the, the biggest thing about Oklahoma is this controversy, which is mostly captured in social media, where apparently in some quarters people are upset about the way Oklahoma celebrates, the way they sort of passionately celebrate every win. They don't treat it as, yeah. you know, get into the end zone and drop the football as if you've been there before. Oh, no. They go to some lengths to celebrate, and some teams and schools and coaches and athletic directors are not happy about that. But anyway, Florida State, and I'm not going to come up with the name, has a great pitcher. Don't know if that's enough to take down Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a favorite for a reason, and it's hard to see this not being another World Series tone. Three in a row, but nobody's you done three in a row since celebrate. UCLA in the late 80s. Late 80s, I think, You don't UCLA want them to celebrate, Mike. Beat them, and then Beat they won't celebrate. Right. It's that easy. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Aaron Judge. It's the injured list after hitting the wall in Los Angeles. Ran through that fence. And is it too soon to get excited about a hitter who's batting 401? The first week of June? Yes. Yes. Ruined the Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best, too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino. So order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. That's right. It's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at $89. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. 
That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com. Promo code PTI. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Part in the Interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 27th birthday, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey played the first six games of last season for Carolina and then was traded to the 49ers. His first game in San Francisco, McCaffrey did not start and the 49ers lost. The next 10 games McCaffrey started, 49ers won all 10 and then two playoff games. McCaffrey finished the regular season with 1,139 yards rushing, 741 yards receiving, and 13 total touchdowns, 10 of which he got in San Francisco. McCaffrey was finally healthy, played 17 games, made the Pro Bowl. The previous two years in Carolina, McCaffrey played a total of only 10 games. He's a great complimentary piece, Tony, which is what he was asked to be in San Francisco. He was asked to do too much at Carolina for pretty much a bad team, mediocre to bad, and he's not that kind of player. There's some guys who can make a much greater difference on a bad team. McCaffrey is a complimentary piece. I want to have him every Sunday. Happy anniversary, Kenny Smith, on this day 28 years ago. In game one of the NBA Finals, the Houston Rockets trailed the Orlando Magic by 20 in Orlando. But Houston stormed back late, led by Smith's 23 points and a then-finals record seven threes, the last of which forced overtime that Houston won on a tip-in by Akeem Olajuwon. Houston ended up sweeping the series as Olajuwon held his own against Shaquille O'Neal. Smith was on two championship teams in Houston. He was originally drafted by Sacramento out of North Carolina in 1987 as the sixth overall pick. Seemed like a nice kid. Whatever happened to Kenny Smith? (laughs) You know what? I wonder if Kenny Smith is aware of this particular anniversary. I'm going to see him in about an hour, and I'm going to ask him. I'm going to walk up to Kenny and say, happy anniversary. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Knowing Kenny, he probably will know exactly what we're talking about. Happy trails, Aaron Judge. The Yankees have placed their superstar slugger on the 10-day injured list with a contusion and ligament sprain of his right big toe, resulting from Judge's great defensive play over the weekend when he literally ran through a wall in Dodger Stadium to make a catch. The toe is reportedly not broken. The Dodgers reacted by planning to reinforce the chain-link fence in right field that Judge ran through and add a strip of padding to the concrete portion where he jammed his toe. This is the second time this season Judge has gone on the injured list First time is for a strained hip. When he plays, judges hit 19 homers. All right, yesterday you asked the question, was it worth it for judge to make that catch? And I said probably not, particularly if he has to go on the DL. 
Eh, you said, oh, it's worth it. The effort worth it. is worth it. The result is not. If he has to miss time, his bat is too valuable. Yeah. Yankees game tonight postponed because of the smoke from the Canadian wildfires. One omission, the name of Florida State's great pitcher is Captain Sandercock, and quickly to the big finish. If Let's do it. Igor Sviantek crushed Coco Goff. Your reaction? 6-4-6-2. Coco Goff now 0-7 against Sviantek. She's like only 22 years old, Sviantek, and Coco's 18. She got to get through her at some point. Louisa Rise of the Marlins is hitting 401. Marcus Simeon of the Rangers has a 25-game hit streak, which is more significant. The 401, because 25 is too far away from 56. Dwight Howard, your boy, told the Sacramento Observer yeah. he's not retired. He'd like to help the Kings. You don't think that's a good fit, do you? Uh, Sacramento, uh, just say no seems like the way you want to go there. Max Scherzer against Charlie Morton tonight in Atlanta. Who you got? Are you kidding me? I got the Warrior God. I got Max. Last one. Of course. Athletic reports, James Harden is torn between the Sixers and the Rockets. Pick for him. There's got to be somebody on the Rockets roster with those young players that the Sixers would like to do a sign and trade for. Tyrese Maxey needs to be the second best player in Philly anyway. So I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? You're saying Houston. We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. Check out NBA Countdown tonight before game three of Nuggets Heat. But first, right now, PTR.